just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope you're having a great day. In this edition, I have Ed with me, as I so often do. And Ed, I have to give full transparency. Okay. We, we recorded this podcast yesterday. <laughs> and for whatever reason, and, and I told these people yesterday or this morning in this podcast that that may have been one of the greatest podcasts ever recorded in the history of podcasts. And it's just a shame that that fucking thing wasn't recorded. Yeah, it uh, it broke my heart because, as you say, it was a masterpiece. It was a masterpiece, and and you know, after it was done, I went full Republican on it, trying to figure out whose fault it was, what kind of equipment fucked up, or what kind of software wasn't working. And when I looked at it and brought it down to the basics, I realized it could only be one thing: I fucked up. So I apologize for that. But we get a do-over now. That was kind of a dress rehearsal. Yeah. I'm all limber, I'm all limbered up now. <laughs> good. Try to put a good spin on the worst of shit, just like but, a Republican. There you go. All right. Now, we talked about some things and we'll probably talk about those things too, but in this business, in the news business as it were, you know as well as anybody, things change every fucking day and we found out some things since we did the podcast that that are pretty intriguing. The first thing I wanted to bring up was um, the fact that the Democrats, the January 6th committee has announced that they are going to have eight public hearings, televised public hearings in the month of June. What are your thoughts about that? Well, it, it harkens back to uh, about 1973, as I recall, when uh, they were having the hearings for Nixon. And I think that's what did him in. I really do. Uh, it's one thing where you hear these uh, competing voices, uh, where you hear, see the talking head saying, today they said this, today they said that. Right. Uh, you hear you hear that, but when you see the actual participants, when you see the guy on the stand getting hammered, when you see the interviews, when you see the evidence introduced, it has a huge impact. And guys like me and you have the luxury of sitting and watching this, and I guarantee you I'll be doing that Uh but uh, I think it may convince some people who may have been on the on the fence. Now, it's not going to convince any of the Trump supporters, the 30 percent who think he's God. Right. That's, they're not you know, this is all trash, according to them. But but I think it could make a huge difference for some folks who uh, uh, haven't really been paying attention. And they think one side is the same as the other. Uh, this may but this may change their mind. Well, you know, I think I think America is woefully uninformed, uninformed, mainly because they aren't uh, aren't motivated enough to dig deep onto things, and that's kind of the whole premise behind the rational boomer. A lot of people don't have time or the interest or the understanding to get all the deep facts, and so when I do the rational boomer podcast, I try to or or rational boomer on TikTok, I try to give all the information in a concise way so people can grasp it, um, but. Back in the 70s, when Watergate was going on on television, I mean, that was fucking must-see TV. I was 12, 13 years old, and I was watching it every day. And I'm going to encourage people to watch it this time around because I don't care what anybody says. This is of historical importance. It certainly is the same way uh, the same way Watergate was uh, going into it. There were probably a lot of people, especially Nixon supporters, who were skeptical. But as you see, day after day, the facts being presented, you start to, if you're honest at all with yourself, you start to see uh, a change in your way of thinking about it. Well, and you get these people that are testifying that you you hear them say oh that's nothing no big deal nothing happened here but now they're on on the stand they're under oath and they have to answer questions and you'll see the nervousness on their face or when they're lying or when they get mad or angry and things and that will have a bigger impact 
as I said, most people in this country are misinformed that follow Trump anyway because they watch Fox OAN and they just don't report all the facts or all the truth. This is going to be such a big story, it's going to be hard to miss. Whether you watch Fox or whatever, this this country is going to be inundated with clips. And, I mean, put it this way. If fucking Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's trial can take over this country, these hearings will be hugely impactful on this country. I, I certainly hope so. And I think the brilliance of it is it will be bipartisan, even if there's only two Republicans involved, and that's Adam Kinzinger and uh, Liz Cheney. Having them there, having them asking the questions, having them presenting evidence, uh, I think will have a, a, a tremendous impact because it does show both parties are involved, even even a little bit. Right. And, and you know, here's where Kevin McCarthy supremely fucked up. Kevin McCarthy has has a history now of fucking up on every step of the way from these audio tapes that have come out or all these things that are coming out. But when they were setting up this uh, committee, it could have been a standard bipartisan 9-11 type committee. But instead, Kevin McCarthy said, we don't want to talk about it. We're not going to be involved. There's nothing here. So they pulled back from it. And then they thought, well, then we can complain that it's uh, it's not it's partisan, so it doesn't count. But then Adam Kinzinger and uh, Liz Cheney come in, and now it is bipartisan. So here's Kevin McCarthy now having to downplay something that's going to take over this nation for at least eight times in June, and probably July, August, September, and October. And and uh, he's got nothing to fight back with. He's got nobody on that committee that can convolute the shit or cause chaos or drown things out. Kevin McCarthy really fucked up on this deal. Well, that's what he does. <laughs> that is what he does. Uh, never have I seen a guy so desperate for power who so uh, who just flat out doesn't deserve it because um, he want, likes to think he's Machiavellian, I think, but all he comes across is inept. He does. Well, you know, that's the whole Republican Party. They are so arrogant, they think that they can spew shit out of their mouth, whatever they want to spew out of their mouth, and we should take it as if it's directly from God, it's the gospel, and you can't question it, even if it's the stupidest shit you could possibly think of. And now what's happening, the Republicans, like Kevin McCarthy, uh, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, they're all starting to take the hit. Because eventually it all comes home to roost. And uh, I certainly hope it does. And I hope it's vultures <laughs> that come in to roost and uh, they clean up uh, what's left of Trump when it's all said and done. Well, there's going to be a lot of things exposed. There's going to be a lot of people exposed because whoever sits on the uh, on the stand and talks, either it's going to be people that are that are complicit in this thing, or they're going to be people that are witnesses, good witnesses, that will implicate people that aren't on the stand. This is going to be an awakening moment for the country, and if the Democrats are smart, they will shove it down the Republicans' throat between now and November, because that's the way they're going to win. They have to destroy the Republican Party. Well, and I think the Republican Party is helping them a lot. Absolutely. Uh, I must say that the one I'm looking forward to, and I believe he's going to testify, is Rudy Giuliani. Talk <laughs> about knowing where the, body, where the bodies are buried. And uh, I, I hope he doesn't show up in his uh, uh, masked singer costume. Um, oh, but uh, talk about a fall, uh, a precipitous fall from the heights of uh, admiration for being America's mayor uh, to the clown that he has become. Rudy Giuliani, when he left being mayor of New York after that run with 9-11 and all that stuff, he should have retired, sat on his laurels, maybe did some talks around the country, lived off his money, and led a quiet life. But instead, his ego took over, as so often the case with Republicans, and he had to get in the mix. He got sucked in by being the president's buddy. He believed he had some power. And he believed, like these other arrogant fucks, that I can say whatever I want, and because it's coming from Rudy Giuliani, it's got to be the gospel. 
Well, he got fucked in that deal. He got sucked in too deep. It was too hard for him to back out, so he just did what Republicans do, double down, triple down, quadruple down, quintuple down, and eventually it fails. They think they can get away with it, but they can't. They always fail. Absolutely, and we've seen some real great moments with Rudy. Uh, uh, his uh, press conference at the Four Seasons Landscaping was <laughs> Uh, probably the bottom, uh, unless you think that the, the hair dye running down his face uh, with the sweat, uh, uh, maybe that was. But uh, um, I didn't see a masked singer. I have to imagine when that uh, animal head came off, there must have been a gasp from the audience. You, you've been in the entertainment business as an actor. Explain yeah. to me the mentality of a show that's hugely popular on a network. Uh, and, of course, they want to do things and bring people on that gather more viewers. We've got Rudy Giuliani under investigation in a number of ways. He's had his license taken away from him. He may be implicated in fucking treason. What is in the mindset of a network to say, let's get Rudy Giuliani on the show? He can't sing for shit, but he's going to be good TV. Well, I think that's it. We've gotten to the point now, and I, and I blame reality TV, uh, Kardashians and so forth, uh, for lowering the bar so low that you have to keep going lower to shock people. And that's what it comes down to. You've got Survivor with people walking around in bathing suits, and th then you put them out there in the woods naked, uh, and, and you just keep lowering that bar until, uh, it's, uh, in theory, you hit bottom at some point, and, and I would say having Rudy Singh was pretty near the bottom. Do you think that damages the show, people I, wanting to watch it and such? I, I absolutely do. I mean, uh, well, even one of the judges, uh, Ken Liu, got up and walked off. Yeah, it was uh, Ken Jung. Yeah, he got up Jung, and said, yeah. he said yeah. I'm done, and walked off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't blame him. I mean, who wants to be part of that? I mean, we all know what history is going to say about Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and the whole Republican Party. Uh, as much as you're worried about these people paying a price, trust me, in five years, these people will be jokes, they'll be pariahs, they'll be like Nixon was for a period of time. And they're never going to come back from it because they're going to be jokes uh, forever. This is absolutely true. And uh, that's uh, they've worked for it, they've earned it, they deserve it. They really do. So we've got these hearings coming up, and it's going to be interesting. I will have to say this, that uh, some of these Democrats on the committee are pretty masterful when it comes to speaking and comes to interviewing people. Jamie Raskin said that uh, these hearings would blow the roof off the House of Representatives. And I, I agree with them. This is going to have a huge impact, and I think this is what it's all been building up to. I've said from the beginning – there's going to be little bits of information coming out every day that go against the uh, the Republicans, that expose and make them look stupid. But this is going to be the flurry toward the knockout punch. They're, they're, they are setting this up. They're, they're like measuring the punch so they can get everybody talking about it and then blast them with these hearings. Well, it's going to come down to what did you know and when did you know it? And uh, <laughs> From what we can see, everybody knew, and everybody knew it all along. Uh, the the uh, Republicans that went ahead and voted to decertify, uh, even after they were uh, attacked, uh, and the, they were as, uh, in as much danger as anybody else, they still came in and voted to decertify, 130 of them, whatever, 23, whatever the number is. Uh, yeah. uh, Pence, Pence had to know ahead of time what was coming down. That's why he said, I'm not getting in that car. Um, he knew what was coming down. And of course he had talked to, uh, we know he'd talked to Trump several times with Trump trying to put the screws to him to get, uh, to get him to decertify. Um, there's so many, so many that we, we keep finding out that they knew they were in the loop. I mean, a few months ago, nobody was talking about Mark Meadows. Nobody no. was uh, talking about most of the characters who are now front and center in this. And there will be more. You'll see the Freedom Caucus, all of those guys. You'll see uh, names that I hadn't even heard before, like Frank Perry um, yeah. from Georgia. Suddenly he's in there. 
Uh, and then you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene and you've got uh, uh, you got Marjorie and Mo and all of these people who were giving tours uh, the day before showing where the windows could be uh, uh, could be broken in. Uh, the, a lot of things going on there we're going to find out about. And I'm wondering who will survive. That's going to be the big question. It's like watching a Jason movie. <laughs> Who's it going is. down next? And, and Jamie Raskin's the guy with the machete. And it's not just politicians here. We're talking about the media, too. We're talking specifically about Fox News. There are some more texts that have come out that basically Hannity, Sean Hannity, had constant interaction with uh, uh, Mark Meadows and maybe even Donald Trump, but he, Trump doesn't do text. But he's talking to Mark Meadows, and he's basically taking orders from yes. the Trump administration, and he's giving advice. You know, this is a guy who is not a newsman. I think he's even acknowledged that he's not a newsman. But the problem is everybody that watches him thinks he's a newsman. Uh, but he's taking orders. He's basically an arm of the Trump administration in the media, which in itself is unethical. Exactly. And um, just to, to pile on that a little bit, uh, Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson both are a couple of college dropouts. They're not journalists. They're not really anything except guys like at the corner bar, like Cliff Clavins, uh, who uh, can spew uh, uh, misinformation on any topic. And they're really good at that. And that's why they're there. That's why they're where they are, because they're simply used to uh, spread misinformation and to, to cloud the waters, to stir up the mud, if you will. Sean Hannity and uh, Tucker Carlson are kind of like you and I, Ed, except we're telling the truth <laughs> and we have a little integrity. These guys don't give a fuck about fuck, and all they want to do is make money, be clickbait, get viewers, and they don't care if it damages the country, their party, or the Democratic Party. They just don't care. It's all about about all about them, self-enriching them. And, 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 and frankly, as much as people... Uh, say that the Republicans don't have a platform or policies or anything. They do have one policy, and that's enrich yourself and fuck everybody else. Yeah, and I, I don't understand it when it comes to Tucker Carlson, because this guy started out rich. I mean, he's heir to the Swanson fortune, uh, yeah. the chicken people, you know. The, so, the TV dinner people, Yeah, the old people. What's his motivation beyond maybe having low self-esteem and he can do this and suddenly uh, he can uh, he can feel like he's somebody, even though what he's doing is is not valuable, but is actually the opposite of value. Yeah. Well, it's funny. He came out because of these audio tapes that came out on Kevin McCarthy and he came out right on the show and he said, Kevin McCarthy is a puppet of the Democratic Party, which I found ironic given this howdy-doody-looking motherfucker is a puppet of Putin, of Trump, and of all the fucking trump fucks that are feeding his uh, television show. Well, this, this is the thing, and, and I have to, I guess I have to look at Tucker in particular. Hannity, well, I'm going to use the term, and it's, it's, it's been around for a while, and I don't like to use it except where it is justified. They're both media whores, uh, particularly Hannity. And uh, if, you, if you use whore in the sense of someone who will do anything for money, who will sell anything for money, then there's Hannity. Now, Tucker, i got to believe, is a true believer. He's, he's going to Turkey and sitting down with Erdogan and, and doing a week's worth of shows. He's singing Putin's play, uh, praises, and he's, uh, he's uh, saying, I'm rooting for Russia. I mean, you got to be a true believer to, to go with that. And uh, I'm not sure exactly uh, where that's coming from, what in his background makes him, because he's looking at turning the U.S. into uh, an autocracy, a one-man show. Uh, I say what goes, a strong man. And uh, what's in it for him? I just don't understand that. He's pushing forward Trump. I mean, the worst person who's ever occupied not just the Oval Office, but any office anywhere. I disagree with you on one thing, Ed. I do 
not think that he's a true believer. I think he's an opportunist. I think okay. he, I think he believes that if he's doing what he's doing, he can get closer to power, which he did. I think he is looking for power or something. And one thing that would identify that is that just recently he was spending some time in Iowa. Why would Tucker Carlson go to Iowa other than in in preparation for the Iowa caucuses. I think Tucker Carlson has bigger plans. He's rich. He sees Donald Trump became president of the United States. He probably thinks if that dumb fuck can be president, I'm well-educated, I'm smart, and I'm a better talker. Maybe I can be president. I don't think he believes the shit. I think he just uses the shit in order to hope to gain power. Well, I hope you're right. I, I do. I I, um, I don't think it'll work for him. No, it won't. Um, but um, I hate to think anybody would be a true believer on that. Um, I I will get into something here in a minute I, that I want to want to mention. But um, you wonder. You look at these guys. You wonder what their motivation is. Why have they become traitors to the country? Why have they said democracy is dead? We need a strong man. We need a one-party system. We need uh, to become fascists. We need to uh, elevate the white race. We need to uh, um, make this into a, quote, Christian nation of a very limited scope. And uh, I I have a theory about some of it, but... uh, Oh, go ahead. Tell me. I think they're being blackmailed, some of them. Really? Uh, yeah, and that includes Trump. And uh, if you'll remember, um, back when Hillary was running against Trump, and near the just before the election, um, the DNC computers were hacked, and what what is called opposition research which is what every party does on their own people. They go through and they find every bit of scandal they possibly can, and, and they catalog it so that they can refute it, they can fight it if somebody else comes upon it. Right. Rus- Russians hacked this, and they used it against Hillary. They, they started uh, releasing stuff uh, on it that, uh, that hurt her. Right. And uh, I think they also, and and I've heard this is absolutely the case, that they also hacked the RNC computers at the same time. Well, why not while you're there? Exactly. They got all that uh, opposition research there as well on Ted Cruz, on Marco Rubio, on uh, um, all of the, the Donald front runners. Trump. Donald Trump. And, of course, they already had stuff on him anyway, and they wanted him to win. Remember that. But I think what they did, because you saw these guys, you saw Lindsey Graham, you saw Marco Rubio, you saw Ted Cruz turning on a dime all of a sudden and fading into the background and letting Trump have the center. And why was that? I think still that they have, uh, because you know these guys are dirty, uh, deep down dirty, I think they have everything they need on Lindsey. I think they have everything they need on Marco Rubio, on all of these people that were possibly going to be running for president. And uh, I think they just let them know that if you don't step into the background, this is all coming out. You know, that sounds pretty insidious. That sounds pretty crazy. It sounds like it might be a movie. But unfortunately, with all we've seen, it's highly possible. We know what Vladimir Putin is capable of, you know, for everything from the P-tape to whatever else they have on Donald Trump. We know that Repub- uh, that Russians have been funding Donald Trump for years before he was ever president. They're doing it through Deutsche Bank, feeding Deutsche Bank the money, who would then borrow it to Donald Trump so they could launder their money. Uh, if you question that, we already know that Deutsche Bank has already been busted for laundering money. And it's with the Russians, so it's not unusual to think that that money was going to Donald Trump, especially with the relationship Donald Trump now has with Vladimir Putin. The whole idea of blackmailing these folks, I wouldn't be surprised. All of them are dirty to some extent. Every politician has some skeletons in their closet, and if they're afraid enough to have that exposed, they will bend to whatever they have to bend to to uh, save themselves. 
and there's no way out. I mean, uh, no. they will ha- they will uh, be blackmailed forever. And that's why you had Lindsey Graham calling the Secretary of State of Georgia trying to leverage votes for Trump. Uh, that's why you had uh, uh, Ted Cruz suddenly starting to praise Donald Trump after uh, they had been at each other's throats. And he'd even called Ted Ted's wife ugly. You know, uh, that's uh, that's a big turnaround. Now, here's my big problem with that comment that Ted's wife is ugly. Ted's wife's not that ugly. She's a middle aged woman. She looks pretty normal. Now, Ted Cruz, that's an ugly motherfucker. Yes, Uh, actually. Yeah, he's like a low grade Dracula or something. I'm not sure exactly. uh, Who told him that facial hair was attractive? (laughs) I, I, I can't understand that. I've always thought he looked like Grandpa on the Munsters. Exactly. I've seen the side-by-side pictures, and it's uncanny. It is uncanny. And this guy is absolutely one of the worst human beings we've ever seen. Nobody likes him, not even his own people. I don't know where he thinks he's going to get anywhere, but at some point the Republicans will take his ass down too. We can only hope, and uh, I am hoping, I want to see them all fall, and I do think these names are going to come up in those hearings. Uh, They have to be asked, and uh, I don't know if they'll show up or not. Uh, I've I've heard that they were reluctant to call sitting members of Congress, but uh, if you get testimony that says, well, I met with uh, Ted Cruz and Ted agreed to do this and that and that. He either has to refute it or he has to agree to it, right? Absolutely. You know, I I think everything we've heard up to now about the January 6th committee and the evidence they've released has just been crumbs. I think when we see the hearings, a lot of big shit is going to come out. And one of the things I expect to see are the security tapes of the Capitol on January 5th. Because we heard about these recognizance uh, uh, tours that people in Congress have given to the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, and other insurrectionists. Now, you know those videos exist. And when those videos exist, it won't be hard to see who was carrying out the tour. And if they were carrying out the tour and these people ended up being the insurrectionists, it's pretty clear they're guilty. So I think we're going to probably see those videotapes in the hearings, and that's going to blow some shit apart. Well, we know Lauren Boebert uh, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mo Brooks, and Paul Gozar all gave tours. I heard and, Ted Cruz even gave some tours. I believe that's also the case. I, I uh, In the back of my mind, I hear that as well. So, And, and that this was a point when the Capitol was closed and tours were not being given. Exactly. Uh, they weren't supposed to be there. So we will see. I, 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 I'm rubbing my hands with relish like a, like a Bond villain. Now, if I just had a, a cat to stroke, I'd be uh, – <laughs> and I, I would chortle and, uh, and uh, sit back and, and watch with glee. Yeah, I'm going to watch this thing, and every time somebody breaks a sweat or every time somebody stammers or every time somebody gets angry and strikes out, I'm going to giggle my fucking ass off because these people deserve it. They've been able to hide under the uh, protection of the presidency, of, of uh, you know, the, the, the gaslighting that's going on, but now they're going to have to come to terms. This shit is going to be in front of the public's eye. And like you said, we're never going to convince the 30% that love Donald Trump. They won't believe anything about anything. Uh, But it's the independents and the uh, fairly normal Republicans that have to make that choice when it comes election day. And if, if your choice is you're angry about Joe Biden because inflation is high, is your choice then to go vote for Racist, misogynist, anti-Semites, insurrectionists, treasonists, and traitors. Is that your choice? Do you want to go that way instead of worrying about uh, or dealing with the inflation that isn't even really Joe Biden's fault? Well, uh, we will see. But I, I just saw a video uh, yesterday of a couple being interviewed at a Trump rally who were convinced convinced and there was no way to change their minds that Joe Biden is being played by a number of actors, including Jim Carrey, uh, who purposely fell up the steps of a helicopter uh, to make uh, uh, 
to distract or something. They couldn't really tell me why they thought uh, that would in some way or other benefit Joe Biden. They also think James Brooks is playing him. No, James Woods. James, James Woods. Woods uh, James Woods. I'm sorry. James Brooks is a producer, but James Woods, the actor from the onion field and other things who is a rabbit Republican would certainly not be uh, helping out Joe Biden under any circumstances. But these people actually believe this stuff, uh, this QAnon stuff. And we were off air. We were talking uh, about QAnon and you were telling me, well, the guy uh, who probably was Q at least uh, for a while. Uh, is uh, running for office in Arizona, and you were watching his uh, interview, right? Yeah, in fact, uh, we're going to talk about that right after we come back from this break, because that was an interesting story, and it got me a little upset. But let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. All right, we are back, and Ed brought something up. Uh, It was about a video I saw earlier today, and I'll just recap it for you, and then we can discuss it a little bit. I was watching a videotape. It was a debate in Arizona, and it was a bunch of Republican hopeful candidates for Congress in Arizona. Now, the gentleman I saw speaking was a a guy by the name of Ron Watkins. You don't know who Ron Watkins is. He and his father are alleged to be QAnon, and there's a lot of evidence that may prove that. Well, Ron Watkins was sitting on the stage, and he says, the reason Russia invaded Ukraine is because Joe Biden canceled the Keystone Pipeline. And I thought, for fuck's sake. But then right after that, another Republican candidate stepped in. I was hoping to save the day, and he says, that's ridiculous. Russia didn't invade Ukraine uh, because of the Keystone Pipeline. Now, the gas prices in America were raised because of the Keystone Pipeline being canceled by Joe Biden, but not the Ukrainian war. And all I could think was, oh, for fuck's sake, (laughs) these people are so fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. I don't know if you saw that videotape, but you can imagine. I didn't, but I I do know this. Uh, They keep going. That's a go to the Keystone XL Pipeline, uh, which was never built. No, it was never built. He just canceled the construction. Exactly. And um, number two on that, because I I did do quite a bit of research on it just to refute what was going on. It was to bring tar sands oil, which is very, very dirty and corrosive oil and and is prone to making uh, pipelines uh, erupt. And the idea that it was going to go through the United States, down to Texas, where it would be exported. It was never meant in any way. It would have never had any sort of impact on U.S. gas prices because it's not even refined here. It's so dirty that they have to send it to China or somewhere to get refined. Right. So so even if it had been up and operating and running at full capacity and they shut it down, it would have had no effect on gas prices at all. But given the fact that it wasn't even built yet and Joe Biden just stopped it, and and let's talk about why he decided to stop it. He didn't decide to stop it to restrict oil in this country. He stopped it for the very reason you just said. This is a dirty, unrefined oil, and it has a propensity of bursting oil lines. So we've got this oil coming from Canada, going to Texas, leaving the country. But in the middle, in in our entire country, it has the possibility of a line breaking and then polluting whatever area that it, it, it breaks up. I mean, it's a, it's a common sense, no brainer to stop that fucking line. Exactly. The the reason that the oil prices are high is because production closed down pretty much during the, uh, the pandemic. And actually, Trump went to Saudi Arabia and asked them to reduce production in right. order to stabilize prices, which they did. Then later, once uh, once Biden was office was in office, Secretary of State made a trip to Saudi Arabia to ask them to uh, to raise production. But um, the Secretary of State and the press got into a bit of a kerfuffle over uh, uh, Mr. Khashoggi, the uh, American journalist who was killed and dismembered at the orders of the press. And um, 
that he wanted to pass on that. Uh, we refused, and uh, he refused to raise the production again. And both uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia kept production low because it kept their prices up. So what if it hurts us? They don't give a rip. And that 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 uh, is history repeating itself. We had that same problem in the seventies with OPEC, who yes. were restricting. You know. In the 70s, if you weren't alive, you have to understand we had gas lines, people standing in line to get gas. The prices were going up. They were still pretty cheap back then, but they were going up, and they were telling us that we were running out of oil, that in the next 10 years, oil would be gone and we'd be all fucked. And all of that was a lie. All of that was a lie. There was plenty of oil to be had then because 50 years later, we're still pumping that shit. So it was all a lie, and it was all intended to take more money out of our pockets and put it in their pockets. And that is still the case today. Exactly. And and let's touch on that a minute right now, because there are thousands of leases that the oil companies have here in the U.S. on private land where they could go out and drill tomorrow. Uh, they keep wanting to open up public lands because they don't have to pay the lease fees they don't have they they have to pay or much less on right. public land so the, the profit is greater if you don't have to pay a lease fee on private land or if in uh, on public land it's less but uh, it's cheaper for them to go and buy foreign oil than it is to go through the process of drilling it here. We've got plenty of oil. We could have oil for another century just on what we have here. Right. Uh, so uh, with existing leases, you yes. don't have to. In, you don't have to instate or reinstate or or give new leases up or private lands. The the the, the oil is here. The leases are in place. All we need is these. Uh, big oil fucks to actually use what they have in front of them. But instead, like you like you say, they're fucking greedy. They want it even cheaper. They're not making enough money yet. Well, it's like uh, if I have a store and for some reason um, I can't get the products I want to sell and so forth, then I have to, uh, I have to take less profit. The oil right. companies are never willing to do that. They always have to maintain the profit margin that they want. And uh, that's right now they're having record profits, even as the rest of us are trying to come up with the pocket change to fill our cars. It's because of their greed and they're uh, always having to have that profit margin, not willing, not willing to make any sacrifice themselves. And uh, I don't know what can be done about that. But uh, something should be, uh, someone should say to them, uh, you can't keep doing this. You know, uh, there should be uh, pressure that could be brought to bear or just hit them with a windfall profits tax, which seems like a good idea to me. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, I'm not an economics guy. I don't understand economics as well as a lot of people do. But I do understand logic. If we are having problem with oil flow, and that raises the prices at the gas pump to us. Theoretically, that should suggest that not only are the big oil companies not making bigger profits, they should probably be making less profits because of the scarcity of the oil, and that's why we're paying more. But as you pointed out, we're paying more, and they're getting richer. That would suggest what we're paying more is going in their pockets and not to deal with the problems we have with oil at this point. That's exactly right. I mean, why would they do anything to tip the balance if they are making record profits? And they take advantage of situations. You know, every time any little thing happens, Libya did this, oh, the oil prices are going up. They are very opportunistic, and they jump on these things as excuses to pump up the prices and take more money out of our pockets, even though it's largely bullshit. Yeah, anything is the law of scarcity, you know, supply and demand. uh, Anything that's scarce costs more, right? Absolutely. So you're not going to pump more. If it causes the price to come down, that's that's the way it works. And, you know, but don't feel bad about economics. I have a sneaking suspicion 
but nobody really understands it. I think it's all a shell game because a new a new theory comes up every week. They give a new Nobel Prize every year for economics because of some new idea somebody came up with. But when you get right down to it, there's no way to really prove it. Um, for example, okay, let's take trickle down, all right? Um, Reagan was all for trickle down, and that, that went on for a long, long time. Now we do studies and we find, no, no, it doesn't trickle. People just keep it. Right. <laughs> the rich people just, just keep it. It never trickles. But, but when they find that out, they don't say, well, maybe we should do something different. They say, well, these fucking dummies are buying it, so let's keep shoving it down their throat because we're making money on this deal. And that's the unfortunate t- situation. Uh, and that's, that's the thing. Think about it. That is, uh, what is the Republic? Well, number one, the Republicans do not have a platform. They didn't no. come up with one last time. They have not articulated one beyond, uh, uh, Scott down in Florida who came up with a ridiculous one that the Republicans all hate. But the, the, the thing is, they just do not have any policy beyond cut taxes for corporations and rich people. That's it. That's right. their policy. They have all of these uh, social buzzwords and uh, um, uh, culture wars and that sort of thing that they can distract people with because they don't have a policy to help you and I and all the other working people, we're not working anymore, but, uh, you know, we're retired. But there's a lot of people who are and they're not doing anything, nor do they have plans to do anything to help working people. They only help people who make their money clipping coupons. Right. Not the kind of the not the kind you get used at the grocery store either. Well, you know, Rick Scott's a good example. You're right, they don't have a platform, they don't have policies, but the closest thing to policies is Rick Scott. Now, he's the uh, head of uh, the uh, Senate candidates, you know, he's very basically right. speaking for the Senate. And in those, in that 11-point plan he put out, there's a couple of things in it that we should lift up and shove down the throats of the Republicans and let everybody know. First and foremost, in this 11-point plan, he wants the Senate to increase taxes on everybody under, what, $100,000 or something like that? He specifically wants to raise taxes. And then he wants to put a sunset on, like, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. Basically, what he's saying there is these are... If these are good policies, we should put them up for a vote every five years, which means when a Republican majority comes in, they're going to shut down Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. That needs to be out there and in people's faces, because whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, there are a lot of people counting on Social Security and Medicare, and they need to know this. That's the Republicans' plan. Now, I know Mitch McConnell and the Republicans don't like this. I don't think it's they're against the concept. They just don't want anybody to say it out fucking loud. Uh, That's exactly right. That's why Mitch got his uh, underwear in a bunch, because of... uh, Rick Scott to putting this forward. And and I just got to say this about Rick Scott. This is a guy who should be in prison. I mean, he presided over a company that stole millions and millions of dollars uh, through Medicare fraud. Right. And yet, yet somehow he walks away scot-free. I, I don't know how that happened. But he really should be in prison, not... Uh, working on policy for the Republicans. But some kid who has four joints in his pocket ends up in jail for 10 years. Exactly. And then they they have the audacity to tell us nobody's above the law. Well, that's absolute Uh bullshit. There are a lot of people above the law as long as they're above a certain range in in, uh, wealth. If you're wealthy, you are above the law. I hate to say that about this country, but everything that's happened has proven that to be the case. It absolutely does. And even if it's only that you can afford the best lawyers who just keep throwing things at the um, that that slow it down, slow the case down, it never gets to court, uh, statute, uh, statutes of limitations expire. And I think that may have been the case with uh, with uh, uh, Rick Scott. I'm not sure. But that, that's one way to do it. But if you've got the money to hire the lawyers, then you will never see a day in prison unless it's something outrageous like uh, uh, 
uh, who was the who's who's the guy who hang, who hanged himself in prison? Oh, uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, Epstein. Yeah. I mean, uh, occasionally you see somebody who loses on this, and if anybody believes he hung himself, I, I want to play cards with you. <laughs> well, I, I'm worried about Madison Cawthorn. He started exposing <laughs> facts. Now the Republicans are starting to try to run him out on a rail. But here's the thing. Madison Cawthorn's 26 years old. He's a fucking loudmouth. When they yeah. run him out on a rail, that doesn't mean he's not to be feared anymore. If he's 26 years old, got more testosterone than intellect, doesn't understand the possible dangers, he may start spewing shit. He may start writing a book. He may go on television, get his own television show. He's still a danger to the Republican Party, so what are they going to do about that? Madison Cawthorn did not kill himself too right. soon. <laughs> right. right, right, exactly. You know, and it's sad to say that in this country, but all too often that seems to be the case. It's, it's, it's frightening how much like a, a, uh, a mafia group or a mob group the Republicans seem to be. You know, it's either you, you are with us or you're against us, and if you're against us, you're dead. Well, this is the case, and it's always been that way with Putin, for example. Uh, people who uh, go against Putin wind up dead uh, a lot, and not just in Russia, all around the world. It also seems to be the case with people who work with Donald Trump in, in other countries. They tend to fall out windows a lot. They do. Well, look at Ron DeSantis. I don't think he's killed anybody yet, but you disagree with him. You disagree with the government, now he's going to punish you, like he's trying to do with Disney. He's going to fail miserably because there are several different reasons why he can't even pull this off. He's going to have to put it on the back burner and hope people forget about it because he can't do it. He can't pay the billion dollars that Disney owes. There are some legal aspects to even fucking trying to do this. I told, I said this on the show. I said it on TikTok. Ron DeSantis, you can fuck with anybody you want, but don't fuck with Disney. Mickey Mouse will fuck you up, and that's what they're going to do. Uh, that's exactly right, and that, that goes back to having the money for the lawyers. Ron DeSantis does not have the money for the lawyers. Disney does. Right. You know, if, if you said to Bill, uh, Disney, you got to pay this billion dollars, they could write a check, but uh, Ron DeSantis can't. Yeah, they don't even have to write a check. They'll just go through the sofa cushions and come up with that. Yeah, no shit, no shit. But, Ron, you know, it's 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 like everything with these bullies. They keep doubling down, quadrupling down, and, and their one strategy is try to roll over people or intimidate people. They have a problem when they come up against people that can't be intimidated. But they still think in their minds, they're so simple-minded that they think that strategy can work against the toughest people. But then then when they do that, they're the ones that created this, this whole, whole uh, comment, fuck around and find out, because they do every time. This is the thing that I, I just want to share with everybody who's listening to this uh, this podcast. You may think that people in Washington, because they managed to get there, are somehow more intelligent than you, more accomplished than you. They're not. They're more ruthless than you are in many cases, or they're lucky, or they were born rich, and uh, they they are able to leverage things that you can't. More intelligent than you? No, they're not. I, I'm I'm arrogant enough to think that I haven't seen a politician that's smarter than me. <laughs> now that may or may not be true. They may have gone to Harvard or such, but they all get clouded by this power and this money. And then whatever intelligence they have seems to slip away, and it's all about self-aggrandizing or self-enriching themselves. They get they get blinded by anything that's the truth. They they believe they're. There are press clippings that they're the greatest, most powerful people in the world, and it fucks them up, and it ends them ultimately. Absolutely, and and, and I will caveat. Well, one caveat: I think Elizabeth Warren is smarter than me. I think Bernie Sanders is smarter than me, uh, and and there's a few others like that. But yeah, I maybe. can't. I yeah. can't think of a single Republican that I would consider to be um, in more intelligent than anyone I would bump into at the bus station. Well, 
That brings us to another thing I just heard, and and I want to talk about this. Uh, Joe Biden is getting kind of flustered and frustrated with the fact that his poll numbers are down. He's done a lot of good stuff. He's done more stuff than Donald Trump. He's done more stuff in two years than Donald Trump did in four years, and he hasn't fucked anything up. He's actually doing a pretty good job. Uh, But the Democrats have always been um, portrayed as weak-ass bitches, mainly because they are weak-ass bitches. They don't (laughs) fight back. I mean, when you're coming up against a bully, at some point, turning the other cheek doesn't work. At some point, the only way to stop a bully is smack them in the snout and knock them on their ass, because that's all they understand. Now, Joe Biden has been pretty low-key, you know, easygoing Joe and all this other kind of stuff, but he's getting pissed off now. And he's seeing the writing on the wall uh, with the midterms coming up, because if those midterms go wrong, he's pretty much a lame duck two years left. Um, so, so now he's starting to try to act tough and bring it to the Republicans and speak out and mix it up with them. And I think that's a good idea. That was a good idea a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's a better late than never, though. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I, I hope that he and his surrogates will will keep doing that because, as you say, we uh, Americans in general are sports fans. They like to see a good battle. You know, they don't like to see uh, uh, a contest in which one team just runs right over the other. They want to see a couple of almost equal go against each other and may the best man win kind of thing so you you gotta you gotta go toe to toe or you lose automatically well you know i mean i think a lot of democrats look at the republicans are uh, evil arch enemies like in a, uh, a superhero movie and you don't want the superhero hero to say you know I'm going to I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to go for the greater good. I'm going to be nice. We want people to get along. It kind of goes in line with what uh, Joe Biden was doing with the build back better. Well, I really want it bipartisan. Well, motherfucker, it's not going to be bipartisan and you're just going to waste some time. So time to get tough. We'd rather see you mollywop that motherfucker than try to be the better person. Because at this point, we're running out of time, and what you've been doing doesn't work. Yeah, and let me just uh, say one thing about the poll numbers. Okay, if you look this poll, this poll, this poll, this poll, okay, that's one thing, right? If you look at the aggregate of the polls, Joe's popularity is just below 50%. And any president who gets above 50% thinks that's manna from heaven. Right. Because right. look, look how divided we are. If you get to 51 percent, that's tremendous. I think Joe's sitting around 49. Right. Uh, Trump rarely got out of the 30s. I think about 45, not, uh, a couple of weeks there. He may have come close to 50 after something uh, spectacular happened. Uh, maybe the virus, uh, uh, the uh, vaccine was announced. I think he, he went up there for a little while until it became obvious that he was a dumb fuck who wasn't going to be able to distribute the vaccine and it made no plans whatsoever to do it, uh, wasn't going to be able to supply um, the masks and everything else we needed because he put Jared Kushner and a, uh, a bunch of uh, um, that essentially college students in a room to try to come up with this stuff. Um right. I mean, he a vastly incompetent person, but uh, Joe's poll numbers are going to surprise a lot of people because they're higher than they look. And I and I have to say that I'm, I'm, I don't know what's up with CNN and some of the others. Maybe they they're trying to look balanced or something like that. But they they they're not giving Joe his due because our economic numbers are tremendous. Inflation is really the only thing. I mean, our unemployment is tremendous. The growth is tremendous. Well, and, you know, the thing about it is, is, is I blame the left side media a lot. I've said before that I think they were part of the reason why Donald Trump ever got elected. But the media are whore. the, the, The general mainstream media are whores, too. 
I think it's more advantageous for them to show the worst case situations to cause more drama and turmoil and worry in order to get people coming back to watch their show. They aren't doing an ethical job of reporting. They're doing what's going to stir shit up. They're shit stirs. And that's all that matters because all they care about is an audience and money. So I have a hard time listening to everything that CNN, MSNBC, or some of the left side people are doing. I mean, if you want to, if you want decent, fairly objective news, you got to go to AP or Reuters or uh, or, uh, or uh, BBC or something like that. But that isn't what most people watch. They watch the uh, the, the the shit on the TV. And I, I think I think you're right. I think the the media, the left side media, is doing a disservice to uh, to uh, uh, Joe Biden. I don't think it has anything to do with them trying to look balanced. I think they're trying to game the system to benefit themselves. Well, I agree with you on that. The uh, the two words that I, I would emphasize are corporate media. They are all owned by corporations, and corporations benefit from policies that are put forth by Republicans because they cut taxes on corporations. They let corporations get away with uh, polluting. They let corporations slide on all kinds of things and if they own news uh, the the news networks the newspapers and all of that uh, they don't have to uh, even even public radio and television they don't have to come out and say uh, i want you to do this story but it's knowing that they're there knowing where the money comes from it it's always you always are thinking in the back of your mind, am I going to lose my job because of this story? Right. Uh, so uh, so uh, news people tend to err on the side of not reporting something rather than supporting than reporting something false. Right. I agree. Well, and, you know, the other thing I wanted to bring up when we were talking about uh, – the judicial system. I think in the last five years, the judicial system has been exposed as weak and toothless. People don't have to deal with subpoenas. They can go through a process where they can delay and delay and delay forever and maybe never, ever see any justice in this. We've got a Supreme Court justice sitting uh, on on the bench, and his wife is an insurrectionist. And then they say, you know, maybe we should have some ethics criteria for the Supreme Court. What? <laughs> we don't already fucking have that? I just think the judicial system has been exposed for how fucking weak they are, and that's something that's got to be addressed. Exactly. And the, the Republican thing has always been, Activist judges, activist judges, the, the, the Democrats always give us activist judges who legislate from the bench. Well, what the heck are, is happening right now when uh, um, they're getting they're doing away with Roe versus Wade, even though every one of them, when they were in there, uh, when they were being interviewed going in, they every one of them said, well, that's settled law. Right. But as soon, soon as they're in, they turn on a dime. And we knew that. We knew Amy Colby Barrett. That was her main thing going in there. Right. Um, so many of them are um, Kavanaugh. Somebody paid off his gambling debts. Somebody, uh, somebody helped him out financially. Who right. was that? We don't know that. He's compromised. Right. Uh, yeah, and Clarence Thomas obviously compromised by his wife. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people that are compromised. There's very little truth or reality or justice, and uh, that puts this country in a bad situation. If we can't trust our Supreme Court, we're fucked. And at this point, none of us can trust the Supreme Court. I tell you this, and this may sound crazy to you, I hope they either try or actually do turn over Roe v. Wade, because that will be the destruction of the Republican Party. You piss off and take away constitutional rights from 51% of this country, good luck getting fucking elected. Well, I'm, I'm hoping you're right on that. And um, what we're seeing now is the states and um, basically overturning Roe within their, within their own uh, state borders. Um, right. So many of them are you know, putting in restrictions that make it impossible 
to receive an abortion, well, usually because uh, most women don't even know they're pregnant before right. they say you can't have an abortion past this date. I mean, this is happening. It's that they let the Texas um, um, ridiculous, insane uh, way of blocking abortions uh, stand. Uh, they should have at least put it in abatements until they had a chance to look at it, examine it. I mean, if they come back and say, yeah, this is legal, that's one thing. But in the meantime, they have essentially given up on uh, Planned Parenthood and everyone else has had to just give up on giving abortions in Texas because this thing is uh, is in place. And uh, everybody else, uh, all the other conservative states are following following suit. Absolutely. The Supreme Court played their hand, and uh, they're probably going to be surprised uh, what happens with this. They, they they may have just burned themselves. Ed, I tell you what, we're running out of time. Time goes by so quickly when we're talking, but we're running out of time, so we're going to have to wrap it up for the Rational Boomer podcast. I appreciate you stepping in again, and uh, with any luck, this one was fucking recorded. It looks like it is. And, uh, we'll actually be able to post this. I don't know if it was as great as the other one, but it was pretty solid. Well, I had a good time, and that's always my benchmark. Absolutely. We're retired. We just want to have fun. We're just guys just want to have fun. <laughs> anyway, uh we want to thank you for spending the time and taking the time out of your life to listen to us on the Rational Boomer podcast. Hope you have a great day. We will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.